Hello everybody, my name's Darren and I write a blog called The Demon's Voice, it's about movies and shit like that. You can find it at demonsvoice.blogspot.com and I'm also on Twitter at demonsvoice, of which you should definitely follow me because why the fuck not? Anyway, how are you all? Have a good week, mine's been shit as usual. I was out in the great outdoors smoking the weed last night, and I was thinking about how when you have a kid, almost every skill you impart onto it is in order for it to learn independence. You teach them how to walk, you teach them how to talk, eventually you teach them how to become their own person and ultimately never need you ever again. It's tragic really, heartbreaking, and something that I just couldn't put my own parents through, which is why I've been living with them and refusing to leave for the last 31 years. Also, Dad has been paying all the bills and it's cheaper. Alas, nothing lasts forever and Daddy's lost his job, so I've decided to fuck off to my own flat. If I'm going to pay the bills, then they may as well be my own. That might sound harsh, but I also live with my dad's bitch of a wife, which is his new wife, I should say. That's not just what I call my mum. Contrary to what I've just said, she is an actual gold digger, and she's already spotted me as her next cash cow and tried to extort a few extra hundred quid out of me a month. Fuck that bitch. She literally shits onto the toilet seat and leaves it there. I'll reference that in my little review later on. Do professional reviewers mention their stepmom shitting on things in their reviews? Probably not, but I am not a professional. So I've been avoiding both dad and his wife since all this happened, and I'll continue to dodge them until my flat is ready for me to move into. Two months I've gone without seeing them, which is pretty fucking impressive, when you consider it's only a two-bedroom house, and we're currently in lockdown. I hate to say it, but Anne Frank had it easy, because at least the Nazis didn't know where she lived, and it wasn't their actual fucking house. I won't be paying for a TV license in my new place though because fuck the BBC. I'm not paying over £100 a year to fund bargain hunt and fucking cash in the attic. There are a couple of things I've been meaning to watch though, so this week I've been absolutely blitzing Alex Garland's show Devs on the iPlayer whilst I can. It's this really cool sci-fi show about how determinism is, well, a thing. And it's basically the idea that everything that happens happens because of what's happened before it. And there's no escaping what will happen because of how absolutely intrinsically linked to what's happened before it, it is. Which also basically means that there's no such thing as free will. We're all just riding the roller coaster of fate, and therefore you can't be mad at me for that crap and insensitive Anne Frank joke a minute back. Most people don't like the idea of fate because that they think they're in control of their own decisions and it makes them feel comfortable. But I quite like it because fuck it. I don't see why I should be held accountable for my actions if I'm just a cosmic pawn that's subject to the whims of the gods. And everything that you've heard me say since I started speaking and at the speed up in saying is pretty much word for word what I said to the policeman that caught me smoking the weed last night. Not really, sadly. My life is more boring than that. I'd say about 70% of what I've just said was a lie, but what a fun story it was. I didn't smoke the weed last night. Mum, if you're listening. In fact, all I did last night was decide to have a small slice of cheesecake before then eating the entire cheesecake. I'm feeling sick and staring into a mirror and thinking about how much I fucking hate myself. So, you know, thank God for Netflix and the tiny distractions they provide. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about their latest film, The Old Guard. Ooh, are you interested in what I might have to say about that? I doubt it too. But, you know, we're here now, aren't we? I'll be talking quite fast in this episode because naturally I just happen to speak quite fast. So instead of moaning about me, about how you couldn't keep up, you can either slow me down to half speed on your podcast app, or you could just crank your fucking brains up a few gears and see if you can keep up. Your choice. Anyway, sit back and enjoy. Cheers. The villain of Netflix's new film The Old Guard plans to capture a gang of immortals so that he can experiment on their genetic makeup in order to find a way of having us normal folk live a little longer. What an evil bastard. Not because he wants to capture the immortals, I couldn't give a shit about them, but why the fuck is he trying to extend my life? The other day I discovered that I had panic bought so much cheese that a lot of it was about to go past its expiration date. 
In the midst of this absolute fucking hysteria, I began performing several surgical operations on the cheese in order to remove it of its cancer-like mold before then traipsing around my local area to find friends who might be willing to store it in their fucking freezers for me. Right now, the average lifespan of a male in my country is about 81 years old, of which I have already had 31 years. Are you seriously telling me that somebody wants me to live past that? I can't even look after a few blocks of fucking cheese, and yet somebody thinks that I am so important that it would be an absolute tragedy if I live past the next 50 years. Fuck that, and fuck them. I don't mind spending my day on a brief pilgrimage to cryogenetically freeze my soon-to-be-off-dairy products if all I've got to kill is half a fucking century. But if I've got longer than that, then what the fuck am I going to do with my time? No thank you. How about trying to extend the lifespan of my fucking cheese, and then perhaps we can talk. These immortals are a ragtag gang of mercenaries who have spent a fair few centuries finding each other and then fighting to keep society on the straight and narrow. Good job doing that, dickheads. At the start of this film, their leader, Charlize Theron, has a little existential breakdown as she sees the absolute shitshow of the world being reported on the news and begins to wonder what has she spent her life fighting for. Well, yeah. Sometimes I don't even get past the fact that Pierce Morgan is the cunt hosting the news before concluding how fucking fucked our arsehole species actually is. Not to be a critic, but if you spent centuries fighting to keep humanity ticking over, and where we are now is the best that you could accomplish, then I'd wonder what you'd fucking bothered for too. There are some incredible action scenes in this movie in which the gang show off their impressive set of fighting skills, but if peace and love was their end goal, then they might as well have just hopped into bed with John and fucking Yoko for all the fucking good it did. Even in recent history, we've had the Holocaust. What the fuck were they doing when that was taking place? And what could possibly have happened that would make our present day any fucking worse than it's ever been before for Theron to lose hope now? Because right now, the only thing that I can think of is that on top of all the other fucking horrors that we've had to live through, we currently also now exist in a world in which the 2016 Robert De Niro Zac Efron film Dirty Grandpa was allowed to be made. Was that Charlie's Theron's breaking point? Because having seen it, I have to admit that it probably almost broke me too. Meanwhile in Afghanistan, Niall Freeman, a young female American soldier, gets herself killed whilst out on a mission. Not to worry them, as it turns out that she's an immortal too, and so promptly finds herself coming back to life for the first time later on that night. This might be a high concept film, but I'm sure that we can all relate to the idea of coming home from work having felt like we've just fucking died. She begins to dream of Charlie's Theron and her gang, which promptly causes them to track her down and recruit her to their cause. Seems a bit unfair to me, that. I've been dreaming about Charlie's Theron for years, and she's never decided to come after me as a result. Theron and Niall get into a little fight which ends with a bone sticking out of Niall's broken arm. Not only do I dream about Theron, but she wouldn't have to fight me if she wanted our first encounter to end with my bone protruding out from me. Gross, too much. I retract that last bit and apologise. It is true, though. It's funny how this new immortal just happens to be a soldier too, and therefore perfect for the gang's mission of saving the world, isn't it? I wonder if somewhere else in the world there's a 4,000-year-old painter and decorator who's just confused to fuck about why he hasn't fucking died yet. At the very least, you'd think that Theron and her gang would decide to give Keith Richards a little look in, wouldn't you? As it turns out, all of Niall's family have some connection to a profession that aims to protect us, like the police or whatever. <laughs> yes, because the police protect us. Which leads Theron to conclude... You're from a family of warriors. Although, with her accent, I actually thought that what she'd said was, You're from a family of warriors. And as I panic-sliced my dying cheese, I wondered again why she hadn't come to recruit me too. I did, however, find myself really enjoying The Old Guard, which had a much more melancholic feel to it than you might expect from a Netflix action movie about a gang of immortals. 
Who knew that constantly having to watch your entire various families die would be a bad thing? I have a stepmom and I'd happily watch her keel the fuck over. That might sound harsh, but she literally shits on the toilet seat and then leaves it there like an actual fucking psychopath. If there's anything that really lets this film down though, it's that the villain here isn't quite as vile as that rank piece of shit that's married to my dad. Just joking. She knows I'm joking. Not really, she's a cunt. The villain here is actually played by Harry Potter's Dudley Dursley, who plays the whole role with the kind of irritating petulance you might expect from a boy who'd only just received 36 presents. He also now kind of looks like Matt Smith, but if he'd suffered a brain injury after a car crash. That's not so relevant to his performance, but I just figured I'd mention it. The irony is that what really drew me into this film was the rest of the cast and their dynamic as a group of diverse individuals. They're not all white, they're not all straight, and they're not all male. In an action movie, I know, weird, right? In fact, the way that sexuality is depicted here is perhaps one of the most refreshing parts of the film, and how matter-of-fact it is. He's not my boyfriend, one of the main characters states when asked. This man is more to me than you can dream. He is the moon when I am lost in darkness and warmth when I shiver in cold, and his kiss still thrills me after a millennium. His heart overflows with the kindness of which this world is not worthy. I love this man beyond measure and reason. He's not my boyfriend. He is all and more. So basically, they are bumming, but it's not until you ask them that they get really fucking gay about it. That's about as cheesy as the film gets though, which is pretty surprising when you consider that it has a similar setup to the fucking Highlander franchise. It's just a shame that the main characters feel that violence is their only course of action when it comes to keeping the world on the straight and narrow. If they'd all just bought a house when they were younger and then simply kept investing and investing, then based on their ages, they could be actual fucking billionaires right now. They could be a sexier version of the Rothschild family, but use their money for good instead of whatever the Rothschild family actually use their money for. I don't know, child sex trafficking? I have no evidence to support that claim, but isn't that what all billionaires do these days? If the old guard put their minds together, then they could have started their own version of the Bilderberg Group, but instead of working to implement capitalist dominance, it could have been for a true equality amongst the classes, a decent standard of living for everybody, and free puppies for all. How would the world not be a better place if we all had free puppies? But no. The old guard decided that a better use of their time would be to punch people in the fucking head and then moan about how little difference they've actually made. I really quite enjoyed this film, but for living in a world in which it's possible for cheese to go mouldy, dirty grandpa to get made, and for my stepmom to shit on the lid of a toilet, I blame them. Our society is fucked because of all the horrible little people that are allowed to make it up, and if there was any one reason that I would be an immortal, it would be so that I have the fucking time to meet every single last one of you and tell you all how much I think you're a cunt. Thanks for listening, motherfuckers, and... Look, all joking aside, if you could give me five stars on whatever app you've just listened to this on, that would be incredible, and a nice review would mean so much, you pieces of shit. Bye-bye!